everybody, my name is Andrew and welcome to the Bundesliga. This is episode 34 and today we are talking about match day 29. I think we only have five match days left guys in the Bundesliga and we will have a champion so that is getting super exciting. So there's a few things I want to cover on this episode including is the title race over? Do you guys think the title race is over? Do I think the title race is over? Right now Bayern at the top of the table, seven points clear of second place Dortmund. So does that mean the end? Is that the sign of the end? Is the title race over? I will talk about that. I'll give you guys my opinion. Next up, this is a very high scoring game week. So I'm going to cover that. And on top of that, there were also some protest celebrations from some players in the Bundesliga showing solidarity with the protests going on in the United States over the death of George Floyd. So we will talk about all of that today. And let's get right into it, guys. So, first match I want to talk about is Bayer Leverkusen versus SC Freiburg. So Freiburg's been one of those teams I've been mentioning at the end of last season and parts of this season that they're one of those teams that are looking to cement themselves as a European contender every single year. I don't think they're quite at the spot where they're going to start getting into Champions League, but I would not be surprised if they became a regular fixture in the Europa League over the next couple of years. They're definitely that kind of a team. And this match is exciting because Bayer Leverkusen is already in that kind of a spot and they can even compete for those Champions League spots. So this match is pretty exciting. However, the victory does go to Bayer Leverkusen. Kai Havertz continues his meteoric rise in the second half of the season and nets in his 35th Bundesliga goal before his 21st birthday, which I think according to the commentators may be some kind of record. So congrats to Kai Havertz. He is easily on fire easily one of the best players in the Bundesliga in the second half of the season for sure and he's so young he has so much potential I really do hope that he's able to stay in Germany and, and at least maybe help Bayer Leverkusen to some trophies but we'll see so on top of Kai Havertz scoring Freiburg had a really easy one-on-one -on -one chance they were I forget who the player was but he was clear ahead on the goalie one-on-one -on -one and just put it wide couldn't get that goal for his team so that's unfortunate this game other than that was pretty equal shots are about equal so it just really came down to finishing and who wanted it more and clearly it showed that Bayer Leverkusen was the team that wanted it more all right next up we have Werder Bremen versus Schalke now this is a match that's kind of confusing if this match happened in the first half of the season which it obviously did I definitely expected a different result so Somehow, Werder Bremen is on a three-game undefeated streak, including a 0-0 tie against Gladbach, which is not an easy feat. I was not expecting that from Bremen. On the other side, Schalke has lost every single game since the restart of the season. So this is just a very weird situation. Bremen, even though they've won two games and tied one, they're still in the relegation zone, which is really weird. And Schalke has lost every game since the restart, and they're still above the relegation. So that kind of shows how... These teams first half of the season went where Shaka had won enough games in the first half where they could have lost every game so far and still not fallen into relegation. And Werder Bremen was struggling so bad that even with, you know, seven points out of three matches, they still can't get out of the relegation zone. I really want to know what is going on at Shaka. So if I have any Shaka fans or anyone who supports the team, please Hit me up in the show notes and let me know what's going on with your club. Why? What's what's with this form you guys are having? Is it the coaching staff? Is it the players? Are there some injuries? What's going on? Because 
you know, as of match day 25, you guys were still in the European competition spot in, in the Europa League, and now you've definitely fallen out of that. So I'm curious as to what's going on in Schalke that is kind of making them pretty crappy right now. Next up, we have Hertha Berlin versus Augsburg. Now, if you guys have been listening to the previous episodes, you know Hertha's having an amazing, amazing run right now. On the stats, this match was pretty even between Hertha and Augsburg. However, unlike Schalke, Hertha have picked up points in every single match since the restart. Like I've said, they've been on fire. In this match, Hertha wins 2-0 versus Augsburg, continuing their streak. Unfortunately, no goals from Matthias Cunha, but the team doesn't need that. He, they are still on fire even without him scoring. So with this victory, I want to ask the question, is Hertha Berlin fighting for a European competition spot? They could be trying to get that last Europa spot because it's kind of in sight for them. They still are, I think, five or six points out, but with the remaining match days, I think they might be making a push to try to get a European competition spot, which is not something I thought I'd be saying before the quarantine or even in the first half of the season at all with Union Berlin being the better Berlin team. But since the restart of the quarantine, Hertha has just been on fire to the point where I think they can make a European spot. All right, now the remaining four matches is where this match day got really, really exciting because they were really, really high scoring. Between the last four matches, you had a five-goal match, another five-goal match, a six-goal match, and even a seven-goal match. So lots of high-scoring games here in the second half of the match day. So first up, let's talk about Bayern versus Dusseldorf. So five goals come really easily for Bayern in this one. Lewandowski gets two, and I believe he's going for a Bundesliga record for most goals in all competition, including Champions League, the Domestic Cup, and the Bundesliga. He's currently, I believe, at 42 or 43, so he's about to break his personal best, and I think he might be going for a European record as well, which is pretty exciting. Davies and Pavard score their second goals since the restart, which is awesome that the defense is providing lots of goals. We've gotten at least four goals between Davies and Pavard. We got a goal from Kimmich in one of the previous game weeks, so the defensive side of our field is definitely providing lots of goals, which is pretty awesome. You know, I've been saying for a while that the goals are coming from everywhere at Bayern. They are at Dortmund too, but anytime that goals can come from anywhere on the field, that's very dangerous for the opposition because, you know, cool, you have Lewandowski locked down, you have Thomas Miller locked down, but you don't even need them to score. You could have plenty of other players in the midfield, in the back line, on the wings that can still score. So that's very dangerous to have goals coming from all over the place. Now, unfortunately for Dusseldorf, there's no comeback like they had in 2018 with Dodi Lukabakio scoring a hat trick against Manuel Neuer to get them the tie. This week, Byron wins it 4 0, sorry, 5 0, and gets the clean sheet. All right, moving on to the next five goal game. Here we have Borussia Mönchengladbach versus Union Berlin. This match is a 4 1 victory to Gladbach. Two goals from Thuram and a goal from Pelea. So those two players have been the workhorses, the engine of Gladbach this whole time. And they just continue on chugging, purring like a kitten. They're doing very well. And Gladbach is just moving right along. I still think they're a very dangerous team. They probably are out of the title race as is Leipzig. I think right now it's in the last match days of the season. It's down to Dortmund and Bayern. But Gladbach is easily making waves in the Bundesliga and definitely will be making waves next year 
in European competition if they're able to hold on to some players or get some good signings in the summer because they do look dangerous. They're both really in form. And honestly, to me, I'm surprised because they're playing better in the Rückrunde than I expected them to. Gladbach is one of those teams that I usually rate as doing very well in the first half. And then after January, they, for some reason, can't keep up that same form. But this year, they're proving me wrong. And they're doing pretty well in the second half of the season also. And as a consolation prize, Sebastian Anderson from Union Berlin does get himself a goal, so he, I think he adds his 12th goal of the season. However, it's only a consolation prize as they cannot pick up the victory. Now, one of the more exciting matches for me this match week was FC Cologne versus RB Leipzig. This was a very exciting game. You had six goals, you had VAR, you had back and forth action, you had an injured player, substitutions, everything. This game had it all. Had some beautiful banger goals. So this match was really, really fun. Cologne opens a scoring with Cordoba, but then he picks up an injury and has to come off. So he's substituted by Modeste. Now Modeste, if you guys remember, a couple years ago, came in second place in the, in the golden boot race to Robert Lewandowski right before he went to shipped off to China and then came back to Cologne. So Modeste is easily able to put up 20 goals per season, but this is not that season. This year, he's taking a backseat to John Cordoba and therefore isn't really in form, nowhere near the form he's been in, you know, three, four years ago when he was second place in the Golden Boot Race, giving Lewandowski a run for his money. However, that does not stop him from scoring a beauty, beauty, beauty of a goal for the Billy Goats of Cologne. He just scored an amazing goal. However, it is answered by RB Leipzig's Olmo, who minutes later scores another gorgeous goal to bring Leipzig ahead. So you had two just very beautiful goals. I'm going to link the highlights of this match in the show notes so you guys can check it out because these two goals, you guys really got to see them. They are just nothing short of miraculous. You got to check them out. Now, to top it all off for all the excitement of this match, Piru Gulashi, the goaltender for RB Leipzig, gets an assist on Werner's goal. So this game really did have it all. Um, I think what happened was there was a corner. He caught the ball from the corner and just tossed the ball all the way to midfield where you had uh, Timor Werner running for it, one-on-one with the goaltender, and he just scores a beauty. So definitely go check that out. Now, one of the new ways I've seen fan support definitely happened in this game. Now, we've seen the sex dolls. We've seen the cutouts, and we've seen them piping in crowd noise, and we've seen the tarps. Now, this week, I saw something new. Cologne had fans donate shirts that they put over the seats in the stadium. So the seats in the stadium were covered by fan jerseys, and that's the first time I've seen that one. So clearly, the Bundesliga is coming up with very, very creative ways of supporting the team and showing fan support. I think it's really cool. I support any kind of measures they have to show the team that they're behind them, even though they can't be there in person. So I think this is a cool measure that Cologne did for their team. All right, so the last match I want to talk about for this match day is the highest scoring one, and that is Borussia Dortmund versus Sporting Club Paderborn. So Dortmund's in second place. Paderborn is in the relegation zone, I believe, dead last. And that creates for a very, very exciting, high-scoring environment. This match finishes 6-1 to the black and yellow of Dortmund. Sancho continues to impress us with his form. 
he gets a hat trick that he completes in the 92nd minute of extra time. So that's super exciting. Congrats to Sancho on his hat trick. On top of that, you have Ashraf Hakimi and Hazard that contribute as well. And those players have been also playing super well since the restart of the season. So Dortmund is just looking dangerous from all ends, just like Bayern is, which is why I think this season will be super exciting. At this point, Dortmund is just waiting for Bayern to slip up because Bayern had that shaky game against Union. Dortmund's shown that they've been playing super well in every game except for that loss against Bayern. But even that loss against Bayern, they still played well compared to Bayern who won against Union but didn't look good. So I think Dortmund is waiting for Bayern to slip up and they're just going to be right there for them every step of the way leading up to the end of the season. This is an exciting race and I'm very much looking forward to the end of the season here. This is the most complete Dortmund team that I've seen in a long, long time, meaning you have top to bottom, front to back, good players, star players, in form, playing well together as a team, goals coming from everywhere, and that's what makes it exciting. Now that I finished talking about that match, you guys could check that out in the show notes as well. I'm going to analyze my opinion about the title race at the top of the table. Is it over? I don't think so, but I do think that it is Bayern's title to lose. It's in their grasp right now. They have one hand on it. They have seven points separating them from Dortmund. But to me, it comes down to whether or not Bayern drops points. That's it. Dortmund doesn't seem to be relenting even when they played Bayern. Bayern had to scrape out a 1-0 victory. Dortmund's put in six goals. They put in four goals against Schalke. Dortmund is... Scoring and the goals are coming from everywhere. They're coming from Sancho, from Hazard, from Hakimi, from Holland. So they are coming from all over the place. Dortmund is really, really in form. So is Bayern, but I think that this is Bayern's to lose for sure. On top of that, Dortmund has an easier schedule going forward. So that really doesn't help Bayern either. Bayern still has to play Leverkusen and... That is always, always going to be a difficult match. I think the most difficult match that Dortmund has is Hertha Berlin, which in this current form, honestly, could surprise me, and, and Hertha could get the upset there. But I'm really looking forward to that one, just, just based on how both those teams are playing. However, I, I think this is definitely Bayern's to lose. If Bayern slips up, Dortmund will not, and they will be right there waiting for them. So this is Bayern's title race to lose. Bayern can win it if they stay in form. However, if they drop off, Dortmund will not, and they'll be right there waiting to pick up the title instead of them. All right, the last thing I want to mention is some of the celebrations this week. So in America right now, we have the BLM movement having some protests over the death of George Floyd in Minneapolis. And this week, we had celebrations from Thuram at Gladbach. When he scored, he took a knee which is a symbolic gesture that lots of athletes have been doing in the United States to protest police brutality. So that was from Thuram. Sancho at Dortmund, when he scored, took his shirt off and had text written on his shirt that said, Justice for George Floyd. So there's that. Weston McKinney, who actually is an American, plays for Schalke, had an armband, I believe, where he wrote, Justice for George Floyd as well. And then Tyler Adams, also an American, who used to play for the New York Red Bull, on his boots had written justice for George Floyd and Black Lives Matter. So these are just some of the black players in the Bundesliga showing solidarity, whether they're American or not, 
with the events and the protests going on in the United States. So shout out to Marcus Thuram, Jaden Sancho, Weston McKinney, and Tyler Adams for making your voices heard and using your platforms to share your opinion. All right, guys, that's all I got for you this week, except I have to tell you guys the man of the match day because I forgot it one of the previous game weeks, but I won't forget it this time. This week, we have a couple contenders. Robert Lewandowski got a double, so that's always nice. Sancho got his hat trick, also nice. Thuram got a double, so that's impressive. Allison Playa got two assists and a goal. So there's just so much to choose from this game week. Angelino, who plays for RB Leipzig, had, I believe, two assists, if not more. So he was playing super awesome. So there's a lot to choose from this week. However, I will have to give it to Dortmund's youngster, Jaden Sancho. Got a hat trick that he completed in the 92nd minute. That, for me, wins it. I don't know if you could really compete with a hat trick. Hat tricks are always difficult and impressive. So this week, the youngster, Jaden Sancho, with his hat trick, gets the man of the match day. Congrats. Now, with all that said, I encourage you guys to check out the show notes. This week, I have highlights of the Leipzig-Cologne game. I highly suggest you guys t- check that one out to see Modest's goal and Olmo's goal. You have Bayern Munich versus Dusseldorf highlights. 5-1 victory. You got a lot of cool goals in there. Dortmund versus Paderborn. You get to see the hat trick and Hakimi and Hazard score. And then, finally, Borussia Mönchengladbach versus Union Berlin. You get to see Thuram's two goals and the celebrations I mentioned as well. So definitely check those out in the show notes for sure. On top of that, you guys can always reach me by email at w2bundesliga at gmail.com. That's w, the number two, bundesliga at gmail.com. Also, you can find me on Instagram at welcome to the Bundesliga with underscores between each word. That is welcome to the Bundesliga with underscores between each word. All right, guys, my name is Andrew. I'll see you guys next time. (laughs) 